Hello and welcome to Good Brews, Bad Views, the podcast that asks if great beer makes bad movies any better. I am your host, as always, Max Nostorowicz, and as always, joined by one Ryan Everart Yo. and one James Thorpe. Hello. And not as always, but for the second time, we have one Steve Cuff. That's right. If I, if I come on a second time, does that officially make me friend of the show, Steve Cuff? Yes, yeah. you are friend of the show, Steve Excellent. Cuff. I mean, you brought us a bunch of beer on multiple occasions and for today, but we'll get into that later right plus you grew up with two of us so yeah I know. yes friend yeah. of the show <laughs> enemy of the host <laughs> many layers <laughs> friend of the show enemy of the host provider of beer exactly now um for your return steve we are watching a movie that you have talked about for probably since the first time i met you <laughs> yeah i mean some people have a favorite movie but i'd like to think that this is more than that this is uh, Probably the most important movie in my life. Uh, <laughs> I have a very unique relationship with uh, this film. So, d- should I say the yes, name the, of it? Yeah, or? this is... <clears throat> okay, so this is a movie called Get Even, uh, also known as Road to Revenge. And it was ostensibly <laughs> released in 1993, but really should be in like heavy like finger quotes. Uh, like three sets. I discovered this movie because I love bad movies that are entertaining. And at one point, I felt like I had seen so much, and I was just constantly looking for that fix of something that was on the level of something like, say, The Room or Troll 2 or Mm -hmm. any of these classics. And I fell down an internet rabbit hole, and I ended up on a really weird message board for like a torrent site that's like specifically uh, just... You know, they seeded like horror exploitation, just bizarre stuff. Hmm. Nothing mainstream. And they had a thread where it was called the the movie challenge, and they would give you credit towards downloading torrents if you watch something absolutely horrible and could get through it enough to write like a 500 to 1,000 word review. Mm -hmm. And this movie was listed multiple times by people. And I was like, okay, I got to check this out. So I downloaded it and... Uh, I think the first time I saw it, I I laughed so hard that I was in tears. Uh, It is uh, transcendent is the first word that comes to mind. All right. Yes, that's that that is a good one. It is beyond anything you can imagine. And and sort of like these other uh, we'll call them crap auteurs, Tommy Wiseau, Neil Breen, people like that. Uh, This is written, directed uh, produced by, starring, starring, and composed by one John DeHart, oh, uh, a Los Angeles lawyer. So, yeah. All this right. Is getting so, an, an L.A. lawyer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Before we get into the actual movie, we've added a new question since the last time you were on. Um, the newest question we've been asking our guests is, what is the beer that to you showed that there was more to beer than just fizzy yellow? More, than, more to beer than meets the eye? Yes. I would say for me, it was when I first got to college and I... And keep in mind, I'm I'm old, so this is like <laughs> this is before the craft beer boom. But I tried Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and I was just like, "Oh, this is weird. This doesn't taste like Labatt." Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So that that one kind of got me like intrigued. And then I was going to school at Western Michigan University in scenic Kalamazoo, Michigan. So then I stumbled upon uh, Bell's Two Hearted Ale. I was just like, "Oh my god! Like this is mm-hmm. this is yeah. everything." And that's still today one of my favorite beers. So. Yeah, someone else has said Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was their first. It may have been mm-hmm. Jordan. I think it it was probably the first like grocery store beer that sort of was was different in flavor profile mm-hmm. from your standard, you know, whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Miller High Life. 
Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, back then it was one of the few beers that had a green label in comparison to the usual red, white, blue mm-hmm. variants mm-hmm. that you have. So it really popped off the uh, uh, shelf. And we have a couple beers that definitely have a logo that pops. So, But we'll get into that mm-hmm. once we get into this fine, fine movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching along at home, you can find this movie by Googling Road to Revenge, going to videos, and clicking the second link down at the time of this recording. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, sure sign of movie. quality. Yeah. yeah, that's well. That was the that was the easiest way I could find uh, a copy of it. Other than, didn't you email? Oh, so this is an interesting story. Um, for a brief period of time, because after I saw this, I downloaded it illegally. Sorry, John DeHart, if you're listening. Uh, but I, I mean, it was like I'm in love with this. I need to own this. Where do I get this? And I found out that John DeHart was selling it through his own website, which was a, like a GeoCities like Angel Fire special. <laughs> <laughs> And so I paid for a copy of it and sent and he sent it to me and I loved it. And then when I moved from California to Wisconsin, um, one of my boxes with my movies in it got lost and I lost my copy of Get Even and it it, it wounded me deeply. Mm. So I didn't know what to do because you couldn't buy it from his little website anymore and obviously it's not on Amazon to the shock of no one. So I Googled John DeHart, found out that he was a lawyer in Los Angeles, and uh, I knew it was the same John DeHart because when you go to his lawyer website, it's there he is, just <laughs> looking right at you. And is he just in camouflage with a fucking crossbow on his back in that picture? <laughs> <laughs> if only. So I, I figured, okay, well, I'm going to call his office, maybe talk to his secretary, see if I can get his email address, like just sort of figure out a way to contact him. So I call his office, and a man answers and I'm just like, Oh God, I'm talking to him. <laughs> and there he was. So I was just like, Hey, here's my situation. And I ended up talking to him about the movie for almost two hours on the phone. No. Uh, where <laughs> upon not only did I glean all kinds of valuable insight, which I will be sharing with all of yes, you today, please, please disperse liberally. Uh, but in addition to that, he sent me a, a new copy of the movie which was not the original, like the, the original one that I had was like an actual DVD case with a real DVD in it. Uh, this was just in like, if you were to burn a CD in high school or something mm-hmm. like that's what it was. And he told me that he had been continuously like editing this movie into different cuts ever since it was released in 1993. And this was probably like 2010 when this occurred. So uh, if, if not later, so uh the, the cut that he sent me, he had changed the title once again, uh, and, and the version he sent me was called Champagne and Bullets, <laughs> which, to his credit, those, those two things might, are definitely might be the end of the, the podcast. Movie. Those are things that are in the movie. They so. are, yeah. Champagne and Bullets, another alternate title. Yeah, is, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well... If you are watching along and with whatever cut that you have, mm-hmm. um, our cut is called Get Even. Um, no, it's not. No, it's no, no, no. Road to Revenge. <laughs> the file is, says Road to Revenge, but the title <laughs> on the screen says Get Even. So, <laughs> you know, it's all okay. the same. We are about five seconds in. The Hollywood sign has just appeared on screen. Yeah, it's roughly center frame. Roughly, a yep. to the, the H is kind of touching the edge of the screen. Yeah. Yep. All right, and uh, if you're watching along, hit play now. So before we get last down this, lost on this rabbit hole of a film, let's talk about what we're drinking today, the first of probably many things. So Steve, you brought us a bottle of Olas Especiales from Joy Pumpkin, uh, which is actually a uh, 
Cobrew. I can't think of that word. Cobrew. Uh, Cobrew. <laughs> um, collaboration. Collaboration. Thank you, James, with uh, Jester King. So this is a Saison with cherry lime and salt. Hmm. And uh, what do you guys think of it? Thinking of it? I like it. I uh, I think I've complained before a little bit on the podcast that I've I've been to Jolly Pumpkin in Traverse City twice and ordered flights both time and not liked a single beer from them. <laughs> uh, but this I like. This is good. Well, um, luckily, Jolly Pumpkin has like 10,000 beers. <laughs> this is true. Like I scanned the UPC on this with like with Untapped because I had that as a thing, and it came up with like 15 different beers that had the same thing. So <laughs> because like, of course, yeah. Yep. No, this is um, it's really solid. Like it's oh, not, Will it's Smith, not too nice. overpoweringly sour, and uh, it's it's a little bit like light and a little watery. But I think this is more of a warm weather beer. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. for sure, yeah. yeah. Listeners of the podcast, it is currently in the single digits outside, much to James Thorpe's dismay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not even in the positive single digits. No. <laughs> Wings Hauser. That's a great name. Oh, Wings Hauser. Great name. A, he's name. a big time 80 star. And by big time, I mean if you found like a direct-to-video 80s action flick, chances are Wings Hauser had a role in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's done a ton of stuff. Like if you look at his IMDb page, you've seen something before. Oh, yeah. He looks uh, very familiar. I just, like, I know I've seen him, but I couldn't tell you what. Oh, for sure. He was in. Uh, he's he's right up there. He, the other guy is like Reb Brown. Is oh, another yeah. guy is yep. very similar. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about the the car scene that we just saw, where it's just like someone driving down Rodeo Boulevard, like mm-hmm. uh, Rodeo Drive. Excuse me. Getavan. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's there's no space in Get Even <laughs> in the title, yep. and it's in quotes for some reason. Yeah. Who knows why? <laughs> so you may have noticed that that those car shots they look a lot more modern than the stuff that we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because uh, originally the movie started where we're at presently, where they're just in this field outside of this drug house. Uh, but then John DeHart, for whatever reason, uh, decided to, in the early 2000s, just shoot a bunch of footage of Los Angeles and just put it in there for no reason. He listened to Rage Against the Machines uh, uh, driving on Rodeo and uh, just had to do it as well. <laughs> So. James, what are you thinking of this beer? Uh, it's solid, if unremarkable. Okay. That's yeah. how I usually describe you to f- my other friends, James. Let's see this yeah, solid, if unremarkable. Mm-hmm. I like these homemade LAPD. Uh, LAPD yeah, uh, clearly just sprayed mm-hmm. on haphazardly. I made one of those to make my uh, Burt Macklin a costume two years ago. Burt <laughs> <laughs> I love these drug dealers, too, because it's just like, you know, we love just having brass knuckles and cocaine everywhere. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So. <laughs> okay. And I am not Sergeant Slaughter, despite yeah. what you may have been told. Like if, <laughs> so the the guy who plays Normad, which is the name of this character right. who's shouting at us, uh, slash, the villain. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he kind of sounds like yeah, like if Sergeant Slaughter and Tom Waits were just like passionately kissing and mumbling <laughs> lines. And poor John DeHart, he looks like just someone's uncle who's like just chain smoking marbles in the garage on Christmas. Then you walk in, you're underage, and he's like, hey, kid, you want a beer? <laughs> and it's, and it's a butt heavy. I like how, how all of the black hats clearly had a logo on them at one point. There's yeah. Just, over it. yeah, there's just duct tape over the Nike logos on all their hats for yeah. sure. Yeah. And Wings Hauser was kind enough to uh, just turn his around so you right. can see the logo. Yep. Veteran move from a, a really esteemed actor. Wayne yep. Hauser kind of looks like Mike from MST3K. A little, a little bit. bit, yeah. A little bit like Mike Tyson? Yeah. Mac and Nielsen. The, 
Also, they're, they're all actually wearing, like, these aren't, like, LAPD windbreakers. No. They're just, like, leather variants. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... Norman's got on a leather... Leather <laughs> suit jacket. Leather suit jacket. A lot of leather jackets and pants in this movie. Dun, dun, that's dun. Little, that's real emotion right there. It is. That's acting. What? This? this? And then... A, yeah. Unexplicable cut to Kung Fu. <laughs> so this is this is a great little training montage where we get to see John DeHart show off his karate. And it's it's worth noting that as shoddy as the quality is in this movie. <laughs> the this weird so upside down worse. Dutch angle. <laughs> and it's it the again. same two non-karate Just things karate over and over again. Which is, again, incredible because this is... If you were like, hey, Steve, do your best Kung Fu... Even though you don't know any martial arts at all, and we're going to tape you, like I, I feel confident I can pull off something slightly better than that. Yeah, more yeah. than spinning back fists. But the, it literally looks like just someone with a closed head injury that has lost all coordination, just right. sort of like bumbling into a right. uh, punching bag. They're, they're hallucinating. They're yeah. not training. They're, so does <laughs> John Hart have this obsession <laughs> with dissolves? He had a sausage to dissolves, his probably. <laughs> It's got a black belt on too, Karate Dog. I I just, I mean, I watching this, I literally sent you guys a message that was like, did he accidentally edit in some home video footage (laughs) into the movie? No, it's it's to humanize him. You know, don't don't you feed your dog spoons full of butter (laughs) after you do your karate and meditate? (laughs) So, so this sets something up for the rest of the movie that I'd like for you guys to keep an eye out there in the audience that. Mr. DeHart clearly didn't have enough money to um, dress do a lot these of set sets. dressing on these, so most of the time these these scenes just take place in empty rooms. They're just they're like in an abandoned euchre hall right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it looks like they're definitely like most of the courtroom and any of the office stuff is definitely shot in either like an old abandoned office building or like you said, like a VFW hall or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that. but there's just nothing in there. No. They didn't. No, there's none of that. Like, like, I mean, it's a court, or this is, isn't the court, but it's still a police station. Like, you'd expect there to be like police station things around. Yeah, not just some desks and. Some... I mean, there's a glass of water that looks like yeah. police water. Yeah, Venetian blinds. Mm. He's got a he's got a folder there that would make the uh, Trump administration proud of how many documents are. In. <laughs> oh yeah, mm. it's got so many. <laughs> it's just yeah. got so many. I mean, I mean, so, look, we went from this not, big to to this big. Yeah, not, not blank pieces of paper in there. Enough. So, I can't tell because the film quality is so bad, but I'm pretty sure that guy is wearing a paisley suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. As in the actual material the suit's made out of is paisley. I mean, it's a good look, you know? Uh, it's, it was the 90s in L.A. <laughs> so, another thing that I want you guys to, to really pay attention to, aside from the complete and utter lack of, of set dressing, if you're listening right now, pay attention to Wingshauser's uh, line delivery and mannerisms. Because according to John DeHart, he has uh, not so fond memories of working with Wings Hauser, who, in his words, was like blind drunk the entire time they were filming. Oh my gosh, I was wondering that same thing. Uh, it's it's particularly noticeable a little bit later when there's a pool scene, and yeah. you will see just just how yeah. drunk he got. Yeah. But he would just ad lib a bunch. He couldn't he couldn't finish a scene. There was a lot of problems. So the whole storyline that we're going to see later about about Hux just being a drunkard is yeah. what may not have actually been written into the story. Like they just kind of had to go along with it. Just had to wings, go with it. Yeah. Wings could have just kept showing up drunk. 
Again, it was, was he actually drunk, question mark? Nothing <laughs> <laughs> well, Vaseline on that lens. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just stop and think about how beautiful this is. It's <laughs> the two shirt, men. the umbrella, the the one outfit, with the sun umbrella, the other in in a literal like one USA jumpsuit, cosplaying like. as an Olympian. Yeah. <laughs> Why are his shorts stopping at his crotch? It Again, it was the nineties. This is ridiculous, even for the nineties. <laughs> so yeah, that's they, how they did not get the rights to use the like in this movie. That beer up on purpose to to get back at wings. I mean, it's entirely possible. I just want to know where he got this USA jumpsuit from that he's wearing so casually. Like, it's like this made is... of velvet. Yeah, it's like he... <laughs> yeah, it's definitely velvet, but it looks like he, I don't know, assaulted someone from the American bobsled team and just <laughs> took their clothes. Is it... Okay, so is it to perhaps imply that he is like an Olympic-level archer to explain his four seconds of arrow kills at the end of the movie? Spoilers. But doesn't he have a crossbow in this scene? Yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't use crossbows in the Olympics. Of the many questions this movie raises, <laughs> that's not real high on my list. Yeah. Also, John DeHart invented Uber. I don't know if you guys know that. Oh, uh, cool. Because after he gets fired from the police department along with Wingshauser, uh, he starts up his own car service where he drives around rowdy teens. Rowdy teens played by 40-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what? it looks a little bit like a young, fat Quentin Tarantino. And Fabio. Yeah, yeah. that, yeah. Deflated Fabio. There's a couple of Fabios <laughs> in this. Yeah. I don't... I don't understand what what that insult he's supposed to be trying to make against him. Is he calling him Beavis? Yes. That? That's what yeah. I was hearing. Okay. Did the he dr- just say they're stopping for animal crackers? That's what I heard. <laughs> the driving gloves on Mr. DeHart are... Uh, a fantastic addition here. Like how we just like, eh, I'm just leaving you. And this is the first instance too. I should mention of the incredible moving soundtrack yeah. created mm-hmm. by Mr. John DeHart. So you, mm-hmm. you, you hear that? Uh, it, it sounds like a MIDI demo track on a Casio. Mm-hmm. It's pretty beautiful. This <laughs> is just ironing in no pants is quite a yeah. feat. He just discovers that his wiener's out on the board. He's been ironing it for ten minutes. <laughs> In all leather. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to question the Indian on your couch. John DeHart has like mastered the jumpsuit. I just like he's wearing baggy leather pants with a leather jacket and like weightlifting gloves right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> get even, and then get even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Ryan, see, big I see question. You, James. Big question right, for right, you specifically. All right. Uh, when was the first pressure. time that you questioned your own sexuality, and why was it the scene where Wingshauser was ironing his pants without pants on? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just then. That was it. <laughs> it was this movie. So is this like Changing a western lives, bar, Steve. or is it just like country western night? So this is ostensibly someone like a bar, but it's clearly shot in like someone's basement. Yes, or yes. rec room. Yeah, yeah. right. So you have a very shoddy homemade bar. You have some arcade machines on the back, and then there's a hastily put together stage. Right. I spent most of the scene trying to identify the the arcade games in the back. Mm. <laughs> there is a Miss Pac-Man that's currently off frame. <laughs> this whole sequence is very odd. I like just scolding his ex girlfriend. Yeah, like I originally thought that he was with her mom. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. I think she puts on a stunning performance. Uh, she is a porn star. Uh, was a porn star. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is a you know kind of a creative a breakout for her. breakout role for her. Mm-hmm. So between her and Wings Howard or Wings, those yeah. are the only two actual actors in this film. No, Normat is a he's a, he's a real actor. He's a real actor too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't Will know Smith. what his name is. I'm just gonna his call name him is Will Norman. Smith. Actually, yeah. Will Smith. That's yeah. actually Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah, and he's in a lot of stuff. He's another guy where he pops up as like villain henchman, right? With a voice like that, Charles Bronson stunt double. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, Oh, here we go. Buckle up, anyone who is. It's my favorite part of any movie where people go, "Remember that song that you always sing? Why don't you sing it now?" (laughs) (laughs) So, several years ago, I believe Steve Cuff showed me this. I blocked out of my memory until rewatching this last night. (laughs) <laughs> and um, I was wondering if it was a fever dream I once had that I just kind of like recalled. Mm. But then I'm like, wait a second. No, because I remember you sitting on the couch cackling as we were watching it, too. <laughs> I, I just it's astonishing that like his ex-girlfriend suddenly is like, hey, go go sing this song for me again. Mm. And and Hux is just like creeping on both the women back there. Right. Oh, yeah. Creeping on that beer. Everybody. Hux's beer seems to change position constantly also. Mm. It doesn't obey the laws of space time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is like my favorite country western bar, you know, because what's with that awkward walk up to the microphone? Did you see that? <laughs> the music is ostensibly diegetic here, like you're, it's supposed to be being played live, but there's yeah. no drummer. <laughs> there's just, a keyboard though. So. Yeah, there's a keyboard. Uh, now this this scene is very moving because as he's singing. Uh, the Shimmy Slide song. He's just staring into our souls with his cold, <laughs> blankly. Dead eyes. Yes, it's <laughs> and snapping really... off beat, which I respect. All right, he's got a while everyone eyes. in the bar dances the uh, titular Shimmy Slide. Oh yeah. my god! I love I Steve. I just <laughs> I laughed so much watching this yesterday. I. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, God, Ryan. No, it's the complete lack of self-awareness of doing something like this for the original soundtrack is just mind-bottling. He's the voice of a generation, let's be honest, you know? The silent 90s generation. The the cut to that guy drinking a Corona when everybody else is drinking, like, American beer, and he's just... We never see that guy again. He's just drinking a beer. He's killed off-screen for not drinking American beer. So... Part of, of Look what at how makes awkward he looks. Clearly reading cue cards. Right. Oh yeah, he's yep. definitely reading cue cards in this. It's his fucking song. He can't remember it. <laughs> he did write and produce it. Yeah. The uh, hell. Part of what makes John DeHart so special again is this whole like he writes, produces, does everything, and this is like the John DeHart vehicle mm-hmm. uh, to show off his talents. And he sort of, in the same way that Tommy Wiseau does, he he writes the movie in a way to sort of exalt himself. Of course, yeah. uh, not Look realizing that do. you know maybe maybe what he's doing isn't so great. So, <laughs> well said, Stephen. I agree. Hey, it's it's Kokushuko from Double Dragon. I know. No, I, I thought the same say, thing. Yeah, yeah. The, and here comes the villain from Robert Double Patrick, Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're and all on the same page. Yeah. And discount Shawn Michaels. Right. I don't know. I think he looks like if if Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers in the early '90s used like some like volumizing shampoo. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you do have to enjoy how bumbling these villains are, though. I mean, they oh, are yeah. completely incompetent. <laughs> yep. <Woo. laughs> I don't want to do it again. So this movie is just a smidge under an hour and a half. 
Mm-hmm. It took me almost four hours to actually get through. What? That's <laughs> because you're watching it sober Dude, on an iPad. I drank What's two pints you? of beer to get through this. Man, James, you got to pull that Band-Aid off. <laughs> this is, that was not the no right, right, right approach. We're yeah. making yeah. No, no stops. stops. Like driving to Houghton. Yeah. No I, stops. I just had to stop and do something else for a little while. And just a single super awkward pelvic thrust at the end of the song yeah. there. That's a good way to punctuate that very emotional scene. So, do you think she was confused and thought it was bellhop night and not western night? I uh, mean, I, that, I, she's got kind of like a it's like an Huck? Asian garb on. That's not Huck because Huck went up to dance. Yeah. No. Mm. This is my other favorite part of this scene. Yeah. Just... After the song is so this is this is not a strip club. This is clearly just a country western bar. And then a girl comes up in one of those high waisted eighties thongs and she's like, "Check out my." A just obnoxiously large 80s breast job that I got done. Right. And a little uneven, if I'm honest. <laughs> so. And then fucking they, Anna Kendrick's bummer of an older sister yeah. here. This so, woman will survive to the end of any horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Ostensibly, the whole purpose of this sequence here is for the cops to show up, right? Yeah. Like, that's why this woman gets up and starts stripping, so that mm. this girl calls the cops. But they start fighting before the cops show up. So couldn't someone have just called when they started fighting and you've gotten to the same point? No, but good, then you would very, have boobs. Very, very good response time, too. Yeah, really incredible response time. But, like, so to your boobs point, this movie has no <laughs> shortage of boobs. Too much, nope. or too many yeah, boobs. But, but like too many boobs. boobs. That's, that's the idea. Well, <laughs> I, I have to show feel... Up later. Yeah, they do. And I have to feel that that's part of the reason that people like... John DeHart and Tommy Wiseau do these kind of movies is so that they can legally pay for sex. Right? <laughs> oh, there's there's definitely an error right? of that. Uh, but, okay, so if you think about it, you have the dramatic hook of the story, all right? And, and this is all in the first, like, 15 minutes. You've got your action sequence shootout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, You've got your amazing song and dance number. Mm-hmm, and you got boobs. The one, the first You have the perfect film in right. less than 20 minutes. right. I'll be honest, I thought the mom was the bartender of this movie until the very end. <laughs> hmm. I'm just I'm disappointed in the woman that calls the cops in this movie. Like, why can't you be more sex positive in your country western bar? Right. <laughs> I, I also like that she calls and adds that it's disgusting. Uh, that, like, yeah. like if she's missing a button from her shirt thing. <laughs> if if it wouldn't have been disgusting, maybe she wouldn't have called. Right. Uh, yeah. That, that's the thing. The cops probably showed up thinking it was just some gross just like yeah. wildebeest getting up on the stage. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I really need to play some pinball. Yeah, you can play the other pinball machine. Yeah, yeah. John DeHart's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those punches are so. No, the punch noises are so good. Like I know, one of the so Foley artists is <laughs> John DeHart was like, just just take a Christmas ham, drop it on a <laughs> tile floor. Yeah, <laughs> you know maybe that is Huck that they keep cutting to. It was Huck. Though. Yeah, but he went up to. I ain't that so, drunk. So so Huck, Huck just teleports at some point. Yeah, multi Huck. I oh, feel yeah. like. I feel like Wings was just going off the chain, and then the actual cop showed up to stop him from assaulting the extras. You guys are in the movie now. <laughs> yeah. You just sign these sign these waivers. So did that guy's shirt rip? Or oh yeah, I just 90, noticed that. Nineteen nineties like, uh, fashion statement. Yeah, that's Could hard to either. tell. Maybe both. And now we have a character showing up for way too long for zero purpose other than being yeah not random do, old lady no, bar who's had a lot of plastic the, surgery she's my favorite no, no wait no that, that's her that's what's her face it's the mom. guy that comes in and signs <laughs> things for it's, 17 it's the minutes. bail bondsman yeah 
Do, yeah. do bail bondsmen <laughs> just, like, hang out at jails? I think they do. Huh. Well, John DeHart's a lawyer. He'd know these things. Yeah. So now we get edge of the seat, white knuckle, just real time paperwork for a couple mm-hmm. of minutes. Yeah. Uh, so really important <laughs> question. The mom character, is she actually just a sentient horse saddle? That's what she looks like. Yes. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> yes. I mean, Normad well, is yeah. like a sentient catcher's mitt yeah. that's been smoking three packs a day for right. 20 but years. She's, yeah, she's sentient, but the, the soul resides in that necklace. That's my hypothesis. Mm. And she's got right there. So it's well, a three-time uh, gargling thumbtacks. <laughs> <laughs> I like that there's someone in the back. Yeah, just kind of nails. fidgeting. Yeah. Again, an empty room. Like This is the cleanest police station you've probably ever seen in your life. Also, John DeHart is just, you know, mute during this scene. If I had to guess, I'm thinking that John DeHart probably shot a lot of these interiors uh, in maybe his office. Because he's an actual, yeah, yeah. This yeah. could be like a likely. law office of some sort. Yeah. yeah. Or he might have been able to get into like a, a clerk's office sure. for the, the local court system. Right. Yeah. The DMV. Awesome. And they probably just something. clear everything off at that point. Because that does say police department mm-hmm. back there. And exit the villains behind us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice though they also got jailed. <laughs> the law is fair-ish in this movie. And here comes Drunk Wings Hauser. Yeah. So I like how they were saying that he's been there since for five hours, but the and exterior he's... shots were during the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh! The sickest burn of all time. He's going to go for that two-for-one sale down at uh, the pier. What? Is he just wearing garbage bags for pants? Yeah. That's what it yeah. looks like. Probably. This is the loudest chip I've ever <laughs> heard of my Just the life. fountain that sounds like Andre the Giant taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, listen. When he eats this chip. Well, this is This is another good thing that... <laughs> directors obsessed with themselves love to do this is this is like the you're my favorite customer Johnny moment from oh, the room yeah. oh yeah oh, hi doggy or from oh, uh, it's the owner of the restaurant yeah. hello how are my favorite customers yeah uh, you can't understand a damn thing this guy says it's the uh, fanciest uh, Mexican restaurant around that requires a jacket yeah and champagne on ice yep John DeHart is like someone steamrolled every ounce of Ron Swanson out of Ron Swanson. <laughs> He's just so dadtastic. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. It's funny because there's, there's a little bit of like my dad's like brow in John DeHart. Max, like, there's a little bit of all of us in John DeHart, okay? <laughs> John DeHart really? is, is the he's, he's the mirror that we hold up to look into our own souls. <laughs> like if my dad like didn't trim his mustache in like too many weeks and just put on a very very bad blondish wig and an untailored suit, uh, yeah, yeah, that's and a, a little too big suit. for him. Yeah, those jokes are fucking garbage. Oh. I yeah. <laughs> I'll prepare your favorite dish. <laughs> yeah. Burritos. <laughs> the pizza rolls are almost ready. 
This is the most well-decorated set. Yeah, probably because it's like an actual restaurant that... I would guess you know. so. Yeah. So there's a lot going on in this restaurant scene. One, it feels like just stall for time filler. Yeah. Uh, oh, certainly. Nobody's yelling cut. Nope. They're just nope. sort of like ad-libbing. But because it's so awkward and weird, <laughs> it feels like they're just trying to convince the, the owner of the restaurant to get into a three-way with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Shoot this. Ooh, hey. Uh, like, We're wearing the same exact color, so we look like one <laughs> Siamese person. And the Polaroid? Like, I know it's the 90s, but like... Oh, yeah. You've never been to a restaurant where someone takes a Polaroid picture of you <laughs> after singing you a song? I, no. It's nope. a thing, man. Decent voice, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Clearly supporting a relationship that's a generation apart. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds... A dad picture? Yeah, that's definitely what you just took. So, it's interesting because previous scene we were, we were in a bar... Now we're at a Mexican restaurant, and after this, we go to a picnic. So the first, there's like a 15-minute block of this movie where people are just consuming food and drink. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it's it's sex, food, and violence. That's that's mm. what the whole movie's really about, if they, you think about it. So there's, okay, so there's a pepper, a salt, and a, another shaker of something on the table? Yeah. Red pepper? I, I don't, didn't have any red in it, though. No, hmm, I wasn't looking that close. See, look, food. Yeah. Uh, just an abandoned yeah. fucking swing somewhere. It's his backyard. It, yeah. She's sunburned here, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, badly. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Quite badly. And then there's also, uh, like, public domain classical music playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some drugs. Are his pants khakis or are they vinyl? Um, That's a good question. Column A, little column B. <laughs> Just enough to show off that uh, voluptuous daddy dong outline. <laughs> John DeHart is John DeHong. The high-waisted pant. I am I am convinced that most of this scene, he's just trying to remember who she is. <laughs> I, I think it really like shows how versatile the actress is. Uh, I love... Nice transition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The six 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 in like clearly the letters you buy yeah. from Lowe's to show yeah. your house. Yeah, for your house fucking home address. address. They are yeah. amazing. <laughs> uh, this is a well dressed dressed set though. That's just my basement. You might want to walk that compliment back just a few steps, James. <laughs> Comparing a lot of, of he's wearing a lot of eye makeup in this. Scene. <laughs> yeah, oh, tons of eye makeup. He could be singing an emo. It's band. also cool that they're chanting "We love you, Satan" instead of "Hail Satan." Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it's really but, warming. It it's better uh, by well dressed. I mean, in comparison to the rest of yes. the movie, Ryan. So uh, thank you. Walking back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our leader Satan. I cut all ADR as well. You can see her getting ready to scream her lines in the background. She's yeah. just like ready to pounce. Like, she's she's on waiting the, for the cue. Yeah, she's yeah, on like, the the go. sprinter's block, ready for the shot to get fired. Quick, tired of this upside down cross. <gasps> yeah. If only they put it right side up, it'd be way more efficient for mm-hmm. crucifying her. Right. <laughs> Where's that ominous blue light coming from? Dude, that's Satan light, man. Oh, yeah. yep. That's right. Tied up with the Satan chains, got the Satan gag. So if she was a porn actress, do you think they just finished this shot with her there and then moved in a different camera crew and other stuff happened after that? Possibly. It, it, yeah, it's hard It to was tell. the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. The, the home candles are quite fantastic. <laughs> yeah. 
They remind me of the got my sale, Michaels. The dual use Kwanzaa candles that are from Sandra, (laughs) semi homemade with Sandra Lee, where she puts candles in the cake, (laughs) and they're just like candelabra candles that are (laughs) literally like eighteen inches tall. (laughs) (laughs) That's really scary, Miss. But who is his like non reaction? He's he's like, okay, yeah, it happens. Are you okay? Again, he really just looks like he doesn't know who she is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he really does. That cold, the cold, dead expression of John DeHart. <laughs> it's impressive in its unflinchingness. Yep. Stoic. Don't stare at her tits. Don't stare at her yeah, tits. Don't stare at her tits. That's all he's doing right now, right? I'm going to get to see those in Act 2. I'm going right. to see those in Act 2. Yeah, so, all right. My question here is, like, he's got incredibly tight pants on right yep. now, right? And like, it's not like he's super fit or anything, but no, he's not. He has the body no. of a Greek god. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but like, he's not like rotund. Rotund. Why isn't he wearing a shirt that's like anywhere near his own size? Again, I think this goes back to what we were saying in um, Jingle All the Way. Is it's '90s clothing style, so the mm, clothes are just cut a lot looser. Maybe. Because even, like, Hux's, like, Hawaiian shirts and the track shirt, suit, whatever track suit was. Track shit. Track shit. shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're only half an hour into this movie. <laughs> oh. I've oh, already, I've already opened up our second bottle of beer. That was a very sobering statement Time to crack another made. one. I told you. Oh, no, I already did. Sweet beer movie. So, next up, we have La Roja from Jolly Pumpkin. It's a sour amber ale. It's one of their... Flagship beers, I would say. I think it might be the first beer I had by Jolly Pumpkin. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's Shakespeare going on right now. Oh, yeah. oh this, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this. <laughs> the the only redeeming. So many dissolves. So many dissolves. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The, the only redeeming quality of this scene is that later on, Hux unintentionally makes this scene really, really <laughs> funny. Yeah. Now, yeah. this Shakespeare scene is awesome because. It, it, it's also created out of her going, yeah, I saw a baby get sacrificed by a satanic cult, and now they're coming to kill me. And he's just like, hey, for old time's sake, why don't I cheer you up by reciting Shakespeare like a complete shithead? And she's like, yes, I <laughs> yes. love it. Not only that, a speech about suicide as well. Yeah. yeah. And more champagne. Again, champagne sequences of people champagne. eating and drinking. He's really bad at pouring champagne, too. Hmm. Oh my god, this music. That was oh. supposed to be pretty deep, huh? You don't want yeah. your beginnings to ever end. Give me more. That's for beer, not for John DeHart, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smells boy. nice. Now, so this, who does the duets with him, then? Yeah, I, I don't know who's doing the duet. In my head... I like to think it's it's the the woman. The I actors. Yeah, had the same thought. I can't confirm that, but let's just go with it. Let's go with it. Maybe maybe it's Tamara with the camera. Tamara with the camera. That was her biting his mustache right there, right? <laughs> this is one of the greatest duets in musical history. It's like you know, it's Fleetwood Mac level stuff. Yep. I think the, the awkwardness of so, actually undoing her dress right there yeah. is incredible. The, this scene goes on for so long without them like actually kissing. It's a lot of just like yeah. if I put my head this way, it looks like we're kissing, but I know we're actual not. Well, right. I mean, it's fifty percent a sex scene, fifty percent a cry for help. Yeah, right. yeah. like depending just on how you look at it. Second. Yeah, I mean, they they, they they most of the time here just look like they're crying on each other's shoulders. Yeah. Well, I mean, how would you react to the 
passionate advances of John DeHart <laughs> and his mustache. Yeah, mm. Mm, I like this better than the first than the first one. This one's, yeah, this one's good. Yeah, a little less funky, but it's got more body to it. It's yeah. good stuff. Oh, yeah. we kissed. <sighs> we have kiss. Yep. Like, oh, I think we oh, should no. do this. Leave the shirt again. on. Leave the shirt on. Yeah, take off John DeHart's shirt. <laughs> the total. He has to untuck it. The, total the ice cube. Because he's, he's the like, sexes cube. your legs up with an ice Nobody cube. Nobody does this. Nobody does this. Yeah, I've done that once. Eh. Well, there we go. That's the thing. Once. <laughs> Wanna look at your nipples. <laughs> I'm John DeHart and I'm shooting a film. <laughs> <laughs> no hip dick in this movie. So is this scene before or after the Top Gun scene that features ice? Uh, this would be after. After, after yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, he's tickling her no, with No, he's not ice. even doing it, like, sensually at all. He's <laughs> no, just, like, like he, he, he's, he's, like, trying to sand her chest with an ice cube. <laughs> Get that fine grit ice. So mm. how much alcohol do you think she had after that day of shooting? No, no, I was probably a lot of coke. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, well, Red Bull. Time to go back to the bar. Wait, is this, this, is, this a is a different bar. Different bar. Uh, is bar. it though? Oh no, it's not. <laughs> no. Oh, it's no. just the and first bar, but in the daytime. Okay, at a different angle. This polo rugby shirt is, is something else. A shirt that lists different sports. Like if we look g- <laughs> at other places, my guess is that it's. Supp- I like it's this cut. Old... I like this. What's coming out of right your second? No, no, not yet. Got to hear more rambling. But yeah. Sorry. An old Ralph Lauren polo shirt. Yeah, is that, my guess. yeah there we go. The dart stuck in the wall, like three feet above the the dartboard bullseye, is quite good. Yep. You guys still have the bottle for this? I want to look at it. Uh, it made yeah, its way down here. to the other end. Yep. Yep. So this is the scene yep. where Hucks make like unintentionally makes fun of the main character for reciting Shakespeare to his girlfriend. Yeah. This is where I'm like, was it? Was he actually drunk? Yeah. Oh, he's definitely drunk in this scene. And again, you can kind of assume that he's mocking the character in the film, but realistically he's, he's mocking John DeHart. Yeah. <laughs> Double duty. Yeah. Dubs dudes. <laughs> also, this is shot in LA, right? We're yeah. supposed yeah. to be in LA. Everyone is in long sleeves for the majority of the, and dressed like cowboys. Everyone's hot. Like, how is everyone not hot? It's that desert lifestyle, man. LA's I'm in the hot desert. just watching them, and it's <laughs> cold as balls outside. Yeah. <laughs> Can speak Hamlet. Speak Hamlet. Oh, yeah, you look like the look on John DeHart's face. You're just like, yeah. oh my god, are we doing this? I love that line. So I think I'm gonna get uh, my buddy speaks Hamlet just tattooed across <laughs> my stomach. <laughs> Old English font. Yeah. Yeah. The I think it's the eyes that for. For Hux. For Hux right here. That you can tell that he's at, he's most likely actually drunk. Because his eyes can't focus on anything. And they're yeah. constantly blinking. <laughs> well, it's also the fact that, that you can tell that from this quality of film as well. Yeah. Hey, glass bottle of Coke. Oh, yeah. The, the glass bottle of Coke up there with the rest of the liquor. <laughs> also, shout out to Bullet Bourbon. Apparently the sponsor of Gideon. <laughs> Give me a bullet. You'll have a bullet. Yes, a bullet. <laughs> I like bullet. Oh, bullet's it's very great. good. I actually just recently learned that they do everything except their own distilling. Yeah, I actually just recently learned that they are incredibly racist and homophobic. So I, I remember really? hearing about that. Whoa. Yeah, oh. which is a bummer because they make great rye. So I figured. Oh yeah, they consider do my business gone. Yeah. yeah, 
<laughs> That's why I stopped drinking Ballast Point. Yeah. Because they're a major uh, donator to the Republican Party. And it pissed me off when that happened. Paul I'm like specifically. Hmm? The Speaker Ugh. of the House, specific, yeah. specifically. Yeah. Because I, uh. was, I was loving what that brewery was making. So uh, I really like this. So this is the officially robot? the first beer that I like from Jolly Pumpkin. Oh. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, this is much better than the previous one. I think for the Saison, it's one of those, like, it's the wrong season for it. Yeah. Again, I, I want to be like, uh, like just like a shirtless John DeHart, just kind of sunning mm-hmm. myself in Los Angeles. Just chasing people down with ice cubes. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> exactly. Sure. And this is, this is more of a, like, I'm John DeHart wearing my polo rugby shirt, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. having a, a cold night. one with Drunk Wings Hauser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either so, way, delicious. Right. It's pretty clear that they're they're actually like drinking beer on set right here, right? Oh yeah, right now, oh, yeah. Right? like he didn't use fake alcohol for anything. They just well, got some uh, steel reserve. Yeah, <laughs> I am willing to bet just about anything that this was one take. Oh so. gosh, oh. yeah, no, there's no way this is multiple takes. Also, because the this is like one one cut until except for the bar. This is just it's always on mm-hmm. the two yeah. of them. <laughs> I wonder if that was actually forgotten. So when you're watching this scene and Wingshauser is rambling, just only watch John DeHart's face, yeah. which is just like discomfort and anger and disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Him. This scene is just like okay, another empty. Like this is. I I think this is a house that doesn't have anyone living in it. Maybe. Because <laughs> that's a bathroom with nothing in it. Why does he why does the gun need to wind up like a toy? <laughs> like a like a car. It doesn't make sense because he shoots it twice, then it clicks twice, and he shoots it again, so it's three, so that's total six, and then he still keeps shooting. <laughs> yeah. Kind of concerned how he's loading bullets into this thing. <laughs> and the hard cut. Okay. Yep. So now we go into a David Lynch film. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, consistency between sets, though, that Budweiser was on top of that when we caught him ironing his pants earlier. Yes. The uh, Indian, however, is gone, which I did not realize was a dummy until later in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. what is with this Native American man is sitting on this guy's couch? <laughs> we don't know the whole story in this universe. It could be outrunning errands. Who knows? So, Max, do you think Gideon and Mulholland Drive exist in the same cinematic universe? It Mul- very well could be. Mulholland <laughs> Better Drive. Better question, can you prove that they don't? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bomb in Mulholland Drive is just Hux following this movie. Exactly. <laughs> Mulholland Drive gave me a headache the first time I watched it. It was also 2 in the morning and I was half drunk, but and in college, so it's been a while. This is another good sequence of um, these of film directors stars whatever you know vilifying women to the point of like mustache twirling ridiculousness right mm-hmm. yep. uh it's also the camera great jilting because, around right there is amazing yeah no one no one could bother to set up a tripod so this is just john DeHart holding a camera <laughs> again cut to static tv in bare room yeah. waiting for a horse to fade in <laughs> and she teleports apparently yeah There should be a shadow of her as well. Yeah. He's almost like back alley cocaine John Favreau. (laughs) Well, John Favreau and John DeHart do have a similarity in that they're both in their own movies. Right. Mm. (laughs) 
in most cases, I, mean, I John actually John DeHart's a better filmmaker. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Fair, I mean, fair. I usually find that really tacky, actually, when directors are in their own movies. In their own movies. Yeah. For me, the only exception is sort of John Favreau. He overdoes it, but uh, Taika Waititi is always great. <laughs> he shows up in his movies. So hmm. did did he first forget his lines here, and they just John DeHart just stayed on him, like kind of like keep speaking? Mm-hmm. Probably. That's got to be what happened right here. Because right? I'm seeing some shadows like gesturing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also, and I can't, again, I can't confirm this. I'd like to see a copy of the script because it feels like the script is mostly just a little bit of dialogue and some ideas. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. they just sort of like, just try and pad it as much as possible. Mm. True master master thespians. She, she, now she's, this is where she talks about sleeping with Mordok, the ostensible villain of this movie who we've only met once. Yeah. Well, twice. Did you say Mordok? Mordok, whatever his name is. Norad. 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 I'm like Norad, but with him. Don't call him Norad. Don't call him Norad. And then... Did she dial anything, or did she just pick it up and start <laughs> she... screaming at it? <laughs> like how she's like, stop the accusation, and then he's like, ah, he's trying to kill me! <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes when you're mad at your boyfriend, you gotta pick up the phone and give that dial tone a piece of your mind. Right. Yep. Those are blue too. <laughs> I'm glad I was not the only person who thought that. Yeah. <laughs> you remember these is the best thing to to yell. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing. I'm just start walking into rooms, tearing off my shirt, and asking people if they remember these. <laughs> you, but you have to tear them off. You have to tear it off your shirt, Hulkamania style. Yeah. Oh, for Hulkamania sure. Style. Again, an incredibly quick response time by the police. Hmm. <laughs> Not them tits. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh wonder if that was scripted. Yeah, yeah. spinning is gross. Yeah, spinning. Spinning's gross. Spinning's hucks, gross. wings. Mm. <laughs> Knock it off. He doesn't no, have any. The, he has, this, go ahead. He has no money for for rent, but enough money for beer. Mm-hmm. Priorities. Priorities, man. Yeah. yeah, that's again lessons learned. In yep. this light, he looks like he, like David Hasselhoff's younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop on the left, the first cop we saw, looks like the cop from Freddy vs. Jason, but fatter. Yeah. Can't remember his name though. He or, also looks like Matt Tim Stafford. Heidecker a little bit. Oh yeah, I like Matt <laughs> Stafford. <laughs> Is that a thing? So I feel like that's an ad lib line. Yeah. More dissolves. Her her like getting mad and running off set to the left is a really weird end to that that whole sequence. Just the devil lighting. John DeHart's use of like Argento esque lighting. (laughs) Just these deep red glowing lights and the purple frame of the door. (laughs) This is like some soap opera lighting. Yeah. It's called Artistry Max. Mm. Yeah. You missed you missed the spin-off sequel to this movie, Huxperia. Mm. You know <laughs> after being slapped, you might want to, you know, get out of be out of range. arm's length. Or just sit there. Yeah, just yeah. Keep getting She's slapped a... by Tom Waits. I mean Norad. Yeah. Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> he is Again, of the mustache twirling variety, he yeah. is of them. Yes. Like, I don't 
Is he saying, like, I'm going to have sex with you now? When he was like, get ready? Yeah, it's, it's kind of so. hard to tell. <laughs> Women are like John DeHart's punching bags, essentially. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much the only function they serve. He just jiggles around them and the movie continues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's only Mustache got like two moves. blowing in the wind. <laughs> I feel like they <laughs> snuck onto the set of Judge Judy. <laughs> He's doing. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dexter S. Thompson Esquire. <laughs> Did you? So, all right. Is he wearing drunk pants? or not? Drunk. Drunk. Drunk? Oh, for sure drunk. <laughs> Real drunk or <laughs> what? acting drunk? Uh, A and B, probably. Yeah. That's hard to tell the difference. It sort of blurs. Yeah. Uh, he's He's been arrested by the fashion police for wearing a plain white t-shirt under a black blazer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Major also, faux pas. I don't care what year it is. The mom yep. has the same fucking outfit from the bar. Yeah, yeah she, she doesn't does. change. She's a horse saddle. She's a human <laughs> sentient horse saddle. What flag is that on the left of him? Because that's not the state flag of California. It's from no. Deharsia. <laughs> hey, Reno 911 showed up. Yeah. <laughs> So this is an actual courtroom, I believe. Oh yeah. Oh, he's making accusations that are true. Oh, can't believe it. He looks like tiny Vince McMahon. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> also, Dude, lady, John DeHart, still rocking the leather pants. <laughs> you know what he him off. You know what he looks like here? He looks like fucking body. Napoleon Dynamite's brother. Yeah, he, yep. he, he looks a lot like Napoleon Dynamite's brother. <laughs> But, you know, like an action hero. It's their father. Pants. It's their unseen father from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. That, what is this? What is he doing? Meditating. Stressing out. Is, I feel like everyone... he's having. I think he's. I feel like he's going through withdrawals. He could be. Does everyone get prison rugs like that? Is that what that is? <laughs> What's happening? Supposed to be his cop, yep. Floor's but... clean now. I moved it twelve inches. This is an inconvenient. But, like, considering how he's all shaking and, like... Yeah. I feel like withdrawal. he's going through withdrawals. It could be. Yeah. He's trying to suck down some bleach, as one does. Yeah. Where'd the bottle come from? Because it's just, like, a little cart there. It's not like it's a... I mean... Big cart, but whatever. You know you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, that, that's just the bucket. I'm just wondering how he's not dead. Pump his yeah. stomach. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, that was a lot of bleach. Yeah. <laughs> and he seems fucking fine. Yeah. And this nun. A part of me died when he speaks something that crossed my mind in a moment here. <laughs> so, so uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, out of all the of uh, all the actors in this movie, the nun has to be the most wooded actor. Oh, yeah. I was yes. going to say, somehow in a movie that's just filled well, with some of the worst man, acting ever, she's I like Lord the gives you a problem, and yeah. well, you have to power through it through your love for him. And 
I think John DeHart actually just went to a convent with a gun. And this is me just, you know, spitballing. And then you just off screen, he's holding a gun to her head. That's what she sounds like. Someone she, she gave so- me a bunch of quaaludes and now I'm in a movie. Please help. She sounds like she, I mean, she'd be more excited if it was that case, I'd think. Like, yeah. she just sounds bored. You can tell it's the 90s because he's allowed to smoke in the hospital. <laughs> also, I'm surprised he's not, like, you know, shackled down to try to commit suicide. Nah. He did try to drink the bleach. Hey, Doc, a uh, guy in room, you know, 29B says he's got some stains he needs to clean. He wants more bleach. Okay. Yeah. Sounds fine. That's not bleach, boy, is it? <laughs> it's one of those instances. Still drunk. Yep. Where the nun appears to be learning how to read while reading. <laughs> mm. I feel like she's a porn nun. Porn nun? Porn nuns are popular. That's that's possible. Probably. They just used the set from the satanic porn from the beginning. Right, right, right. Brought yeah. in the nun. Right. She's going to go now to the other room where that other set is. Yeah, it's basically a giant lazy Susan of different porn themes that you just walk in and out of. No. Yeah, this is, and you can kind of tell when uh, the nun leaves the room, but this is clearly someone's apartment complex that they just stuck a fake hospital bed in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, ble- that bleach <laughs> thing. Which is great, too, because it's like, what? did he bleach his asshole? No, he drank it. Your teeth whiter? I mean. Yeah, you got rid of Normad. Yeah. As punishment, they made me wear this fucking shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we went to change.org, started a petition, now Normad's gone. <laughs> and we're going to take all the jokes out of the future Star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> Again, long sleeve shirts. Oh. This, this this has to not be scripted. Yep, he's fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's... That dude's blitzed. Okay, so my first car was the geo version of the car that he is driving mm-hmm. right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Is that the one that set on fire? That is the car that set on fire. Yeah. Station. Also, the one where the passenger seat in the front wasn't bolted to the floor, so if James would stop at a red light and the top was off of the car, then your feet would just go up into the fucking road. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. Steve, we, we drove around, and Steve used to sit back, like, lean the seat all the way back and put, drive with his feet out of the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will promise you that that car has zero potential to peel out in any situation, as we are right. about to see. No. Well, she has to go pick up all of her other coveralls. Yeah. Well, I mean, so Steve, leather thank pants, you long shirt, for confirming some things here that she was in porn because I thought, you know what, that just looks like an outfit that she would be wearing as like a faux mechanic somewhere in some <laughs> shitty yeah. porn. She's gonna that star in the sexy version yeah. of Halloween. These are her actual parents, by the way. <laughs> well, no, it's her stepmom. Shout out to John DeHart's cataract sunglasses in this scene. Uh, also, you will notice that once again, while he has changed his shirt and put on some nice gold chains, the leather pants remain. Right. Dude, no, 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 no. She, leather pants are one with his body. He cannot remove right. them. He just yeah. puts other leather pants above them. He's a never nude. There are dozens of us. <laughs> no, no. But I mean by that, Max, is these are her actual parents in real life. Oh. They, they came they here came and they're actually... She yeah. actually just needed her clothes back, and John DeHart was like, we can put that in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I you do a have Satanist? a little bit of an issue with this scene. So her parents are deeply religious people, and, and they're yelling at him for daring to bring her over. And uh, 
It's like, man, she was in a satanic cult. Like, there's, and how can right. he possibly be surprised that they're this upset? Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Man, again, friend? you joined a cult, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You sacrificed a baby. Yeah. Because he's got to be the savior here. He's the relationship counselor. Right. Yeah. Neither. I yeah. don't do those things. No. no. That's actually his. He did a, a a speed dating profile, and that's that's all it said. I don't yeah. do drugs <laughs> or worship <laughs> the devil. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna like limit your options. Right. Yeah. What is up with the stepmom's hair hairstyle here, too? It's the future. I want to talk to your manager. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the not Bob Bob. And why did she steal one of John DeHart's shirts? You know, I try and I try to have my daughter just just be a good Christian woman, and here she is getting tied to an upside down cross while a baby gets sacrificed. <laughs> oh, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> Loot fish hotline. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard gutter snipe used in an actual conversation. It's yeah. a good word, though. Yeah, it is. Can we can we just stop and just take in the beauty of like their inability to shoot this scene? Like, just so the sun is shining uh, <laughs> at their faces, so it's just completely whiting out the background. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's I, I really do unfiltered. appreciate that they're actually showing real license plates in this movie too. Yeah, that's a bold move. Yep. yep. I also like the super slow just. Right. I like how they, I also like how this, this just car rolls, rolls back. <laughs> how do you, how do you make this thing go? <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! We're stalling. Oh. You're in neutral. Yep. Oh, there you All go. Right. That the, is not that car actually peeling out. That's not a sound effect that's happening in real life. No, that car has three cylinders and like ninety-four <laughs> horsepower. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, that that's an album cover for adult contemporary rock if I've ever seen one. Yeah, it is. Oh, I can hear it. The music is it's swelling. Coming. John DeHart, right to the mm. soul, man. Yep. Yeah, try not to. You might want to grab some tissue so you can cry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or some earplugs. Yeah. Sobbing or in my microphone. Or just if you need to like touch yourself because you're looking at John DeHart, that's also an option. Way ahead <laughs> of you, buddy. There's. A, what you do know, you think this notepad's covering up? Yep. So there's the same age gap between John DeHart and the co-star and uh, the parents or the the dad and the stepmom. Mm-hmm. Like there appears to be like a thousand years, a thousand so, yeah. years yeah. between <laughs> both of them. At least a generation. Yeah, I don't know. John DeHart's a guy where it's like, if I saw him in this movie, and you're like, "How old is he?" I'd be like, "I don't know, sixty, yeah, thirty." Tommy Wiseau ish. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he, he's clearly fifty at the low end. Wait, 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 Maybe well, it, was... it depends on what drugs and what country. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe he opened a dispensary, man. Come on, yeah. it's ninety three. Maybe, well, I mean, you know, all right. John okay. DeHart invented in, Uber in the okay? in the universe that John DeHart has created. Uber, us. true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you bring me my my glass of broken glass? Right. So, the goggle. Yeah. 
So these guys' names are Snake and Scar. Yep. Right? Okay. And I, oh, I, I watched the credits for this movie. Believe yeah. you and me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to make sure because when he said called the guy with a scar, scar, scar. I'm like, all right, what was the other guy's name? <laughs> I yeah. was like, that is that actually his name? Answer: Yes. Yes. <laughs> like GI Joe villains. I like that our movie's main villain here is, you know, dressed and ready for lawn darts at any moment. Oh, yeah. He and, uh, um, no one, no one in this movie has ever bought a, a, pop, a properly sized shirt. They're all <laughs> no, just, it's just way, way, way too big. Him and Ditka might be the same person. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. No, everyone here, everyone in this movie shopped to the thrift, thrift store, or that's where yeah. they did the costumes for this movie. The yeah. thrift I don't store. know. Norman kind of looks like he just walks into Tommy Bahama and he's just like, hey, give me all your button down shirts, but I want them in quad XL. <laughs> so you're, you're 5'10 and 160. Shut up. Can I smoke in here? <laughs> no, I'm going to do it anyway. So I would put forth steve that the movie that we made when we were 11 Mm -hmm. which featured the emperor of canada and won the red bucket the red bucket i remember the red bucket i need to see this movie because i wanted to see what the emperor of canada looks like which was (laughs) which was me in a bucket that is literally red with a with a happy face drawn on one side and an angry face drawn on the other (laughs) which is genius i think has better costuming than this movie that's a great uh mood and emotion (laughs) Is it like a Homestar Runner video? It's it's close. If you can hear that sound, we are on to the next beer. Touching his face. It's a hell of a pour there. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) For the listeners at home, uh, Max just poured literally a half a pint of just (laughs) Everybody's going to, all your beer buddies. They're all sitting next to me. Yeah. Hey. hey. I'm going to tell your girlfriend that you poured a beer poorly. That's what I'm going to do. Don't do that. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to add kind of her on it? Facebook. She doesn't even know who I am. I'm just going to send her a message. Was like, it hey, straight down the myself. middle? Which was it? I was doing it the Randy Mosher way. Good. Good. I'm fine with that. Also, uh, you can tell Randy Mosher and John DeHart in a bad Oh, God. He's wearing shorts, right? You can I think see it's the a shorts. blue Speedo. Yeah. yeah. I'll be with you when there, you hold The champagne me. bottle next to the Next to the bathtub is a is gr- a great touch right there. We're now drinking a raised green. Dude, so the best part here is if you just noticed, and you might want to back it up a couple seconds. John DeHart pulls his girlfriend into the tub with him, and then he immediately looks directly at the camera, and it's just like hell yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> all money well spent. Yep. We're drinking a raised grain triple now that Steve gave us a while back, but. That's right, uh, Birdside were... Belgian Triple. So this was from when you were oh, here for oh, Suicide Squad. Oh, look at that pour. Hmm? Hmm. Maybe this beer just overcarbonated as fuck, Steve no, Cuff. No, I'm fine with it. Max is just oh, reaching look, for normal straws person. Okay, look, oh yeah, you, you work <laughs> at a bar. Part-time. <laughs> I don't know if that helps your case or not. <laughs> Yeah. It's just. Hey, look, Max. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So this this is a good scene too because they're fine, making Max. out in this tub. Yeah, it's fine. And uh, you guys can have more. I drink this like literally three days a week. So, uh, they're making out. John Hart is making out with porn star lady girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she Name just unknown. slowly like 
bends her face away from his mouth so that he's only like kissing the side yeah, of her head. Yeah, it's like yeah. I will kiss you as little as I need yeah. to. Yep. Wait, did she just like mama bird some champagne into him? I'm pretty sure yeah, that's what's that's... happening right there. Ugh. And this uh the nautical decor in the background, there's just, you know, everything about this is beautiful. More like naughty cold. Mm. Oh. Right. I I'm going to propose to you that of all the places on earth to have an indoor hot tub, California is the least likely. Correct. Oh. <laughs> Maybe Hawaii is the only place that would be more inappropriate. Unless you're rich yeah. as fuck, then you chill your apartment and put a nice warm hot tub in it. You could. Guys, John DeHart's looking at boobs for the first time in this scene. <laughs> yep, yeah, he's, he's like, I'm, he's like staring straight time. at them. Yeah. And those pepperoni pizza areolas. <laughs> this is the only scene they probably did like five takes on. Like, no, that wasn't uh, good enough. It didn't no, feel we like need good light, We yeah, need better lighting. There's certainly a lot of cuts in this shot. Yep. Yeah, that one's not good. We can't put that one in the can yet, guys. A lot of dissolves. Lots of dissolves. He is just unabashedly like looking down. He, well, is, I mean, well, he is violating the podcast rules. Yep. He just he doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like he's enjoying himself. No, he just seems very creepy. It's, this it's, is very windowless van man in a brown trench it's coat. Be, <laughs> it's because he has paid for a woman to get naked and grind on him, yeah. and he's worried people are going to know that that's why he wanted it. <laughs> I wanna I wanna make this movie so I can have naked chicks on me. Mm. Oh wow! You saw some bush there for a second. Hmm. This, this is the scene. Yep. Yep. This is where Wade also Sauser his hair is a lot redder. And the Indian is back. <laughs> and apparently a Rastafarian outfit. Mm. I want to but, know what was going on in this scene specifically. Yeah, where I mean, are we here? Uh, we are in Huck's Haven. But is this at Huck's house? <laughs> yeah, what the hell, man. It fucking says right there on the sign. <laughs> yeah, but where is Huck's Haven? No, there's, there's no... So it's kind of weird because it's always unclear whether you're at John DeHart's house or Huck's house or wait, where you wait, are and what? what their actual living situations are. Uh, the one thing that you do need to notice is John DeHart in this scene is wearing white linen pants with elastic like ankle bands. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... I keep questioning where they are and who are these women? Yeah, did he sleep on a bowl of Cheetos? Is that what, what happened? Like, here? This is uh, master filmmaker John DeHart. He wanted to shoot as much as the movie as he could during the magic hour, uh, but he didn't compensate for any of the lighting that comes with that. So mm. what you're seeing is literally just the sunset reflecting on these idiots' heads. It looks like they're covered in Cheeto Jeez. dust. Uh. I'm gonna say oh, he looks. It's like carrot top. Yeah. Really bad. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least Hux isn't wearing shoes in the pool. He is. Oh, all right. No. I, I love this fucking rant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no idea what's being said right now. Has, yeah, like what's with people, man? It has nothing to do with the movie. And it, yeah. it also has nothing to do with the progression, like the theoretical progression of Huck's this character, is, right? Like he just is, tried to commit suicide. Yeah, now he's a cult leader. And now he's a cult leader. I mean, how else, how else did he get those women in the pool? All right. As you, you know. the hacker shore? And as you know, this is how Dissolve people cuts. talk. how I roll. Yeah. With these words. More modern, this, yeah, more modern cuts. Which, again, that was like three seconds of modern footage. 
spliced into this for no reason. What is he wearing? The same thing he had at the fucking pool. Yeah, it's his pool outfit. <laughs> he got married at the pool. Yeah. Don't you get married in a white tracksuit? Is that Huck in the Orange? Yeah, yeah. Huck in the Orange with like literally the suit from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> he, he looks with an army undershirt on. He looks a hundred percent bored, and also that he has to pee in most of these scenes. <laughs> or he's straight playing. from the West Point discotheque. It's Huck. <laughs> Either that or he's playing with himself with his hand in his pocket right there. He does. His hair uh, matches his outfit. He actually kind of has a Dr. Steve Brule. He does. Going he, does. On. he also Hey, guys, of, you know it's good for your health? Marriage. He also looks a little bit like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Mm. Just a smidge. That priest is way more handsome than anyone else Again, in this movie. Again, right. porn priest, yeah, porn, porn nun. nun. Mm. Yeah. Porn nun, 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 nun. She's in an actual wedding dress, and he just looks like he came from playing racket. Do you know how yeah. much a tuxedo costs? I mean, come on. The the boutonniere on his tracksuit, yeah. though, really adds to this. He's rocking a bodacious boot on that tracksuit. Hey, is that Tamara with the camera? It, yeah. I think so. Why are all the women in white This is a really weird too? shot. Uh, also, this is the second or third bank they've inadvertently Yeah, what's with the obsession, yeah. with, um, obsession with banks in this movie? Or did he just play a lot of super, uh, super scope? Just want mm. to recreate shots yeah. from that. Oh, yeah. Dropping them funky rhymes. You know, another possibility that we didn't explore. I like to think that it's porn star lady and John DeHart singing these duets. What if it's the lady from the Mexican restaurant with the camera? Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's yeah. camera yeah. with the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Max adjusted that, that earlier. That definitely could be it. Take off your shoe. Throw us your shoe. <laughs> Your no, shoe! I love my job. And if you, dear listener, recognize that recognize that reference, please, please, please. <laughs> email us. Email us what it is. Because I'm going to drive to your house and give you a hug. Yeah. Do you think, okay, so in the film, is she actually stripping to the shimmy slide? Like he's like, no. baby, literally. No, 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 no. Song. No way. I, I think she has to be. She has to be. She's moving to the beat. Yeah. I'm wondering if We've it's... already seen one woman get naked to the shimmy slide. That's so right. yeah. why not a second? Is it? Perhaps that she's stripping in complete silence. <laughs> I mean, realistically, yes. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, yes. Otherwise, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so for, sorry. Shimmy slide on down here, baby. They're so... Like, he just clearly wanted to hang out with a woman. Right. Yeah. So, Same guys, day. I was thinking I haven't felt the touch of a woman in 20 years. So, Maybe I should make a movie. Thought I'd pay What for is some. going on in this painting behind them? Uh, it's know. like a blue Avatar guy porn. With his dong out, yep. I think. Avatar porn. <laughs> Again. <laughs> fucking music. Oh, my God. I don't know whether to gouge out my eyes or my ears. Yes. Both Just ice picks in every orifice. Yep. That's yeah. what this movie makes you want to do. Oh, that's, it's that's so a, perfect. That's not Avatar porn. That's beast porn. Ah. Uh, oh. Back at our favorite bar. <laughs> Welcome to John DeHart's rec basement. room. Yeah. Poured concrete ba- basement. Scar Fabio and the Double Dragon You villain. gotta really appreciate the way the villains coordinated their outfits. Yep. <laughs> All right. Today we're doing shirts tucked yeah. into jeans. They actually, yeah. they just got done with a stage production of Rent, and then they just came over the bar to do some villainous activities. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that that... That the double dragon villain is actually the father of Guy Fieri. It's could entirely be. possible. Or just a very, very young Guy Fieri. Yeah, be. Thin Fieri. Thin, thin Fieri. <laughs> he's just the human cheese fryer. Hey, right and then he hasn't added the chili. He's yet. a Satanist. Maybe he's the the Satanist Guy Fieri from fucking Spawn. Remember could him be. in the graveyard? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 
Well, I mean, I'll do some compilation shots. <laughs> you could you could argue that in in the broader spectrum of drive-ins, diners, and dives, this is in fact a dive. It, it is. Yes. You know, it is. Yeah. This is like the pilot. You know what's useful for this whole scene is that they're just going to rape this woman for no apparent plot point at all. No. Nope. Well, let's you know how bad of dudes they are. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, John DeHart's only had, like, four women beat up in this movie so far, so... Got a quota. I mean, I just... Th- but th- you bring up a good point. Yeah, like, it's really hard to justify using rape as a any kind of plot device. No, you, you can't at all. So... To just throw it in there as like a just because these guys are bad also? Yeah, it's, we need like, to establish I mean, they're sa- bad guys. Sacrif- that hasn't yeah, been sacrificing like a baby times. wasn't yeah. bad enough. Yeah, yeah like... <laughs> Remember I told you about that? Oh yeah, I completely Why forgot about that. have just pictures of no- like his greatest enemy? Isn't this her house too? I, I don't know... <laughs> I don't because know. Because he says he's moving in with her, I thought. No, the other way around. He's he's reading his fucking lines in every scene. There's someone holding up a fucking hey, cue card. As one does. Yeah. He Max, wrote the thing! Uh, now that the gigantic head on your beer has died down to a manageable level, what do you think? <laughs> Very good. Very good. What, what do you guys think? I had the same pour. Oh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, uh... So what I you're saying, like, Ryan, I mean, the, the lack of enthusiasm, you took... Ryan, just because I work there and I have the hoodie on and I brought the beer, you can you can drag on it if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's good. It's, it's, um, it's good. It's banana-y, not too much esters. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I like it... Nicely balanced, doesn't have that 9% alcohol taste to it, which it, yeah. which it is. Yeah. Really? So, oh, that I would not have guessed. Exactly. One of the mm-hmm. things I really like about Ray's Grain is, one, all of their beers have just ridiculously high alcohol content. Like, even Thumbs if that up. says, like, 9% on it, it's a lie. It's always, like, a percent higher than it actually is. <laughs> in addition to that, they take styles that I normally hate, Belgian triples I don't care for, mm. but theirs I like because it's a little bit more mellow and just less mm. tasting like you're licking out, like, rotten fruit from a butthole. Mm-hmm. As one off. I was going to say, like, why don't you like button triples? But that's a good yeah. enough description. You know, when somebody is at Thanksgiving and they just boof a whole cornucopia and then, right. yeah. Sploosh. No, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. What about you, James? Um, I quite enjoy this, but I think I probably like Belgians the most out of the three of us. Yes, that's why. Yeah, yeah. No, I I would drink a good amount of this. Oh yeah, mm. this is this is the best Belgian I've had in well, a while. Well, jabronis make your way to Milwaukee. All the beer you can drink, man. Mm-hmm. All right, I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, as long as I'm bartending. If not, you know, fend yeah. for yourselves. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> Just mention your name; they'll give us a discount. <laughs> So I I enjoyed this scene because everybody knew the one kid in high school who owned like the nineteen ninety something BMW and thought they were really cool. Oh yeah, and that's all I could think of in this scene. So I'm gonna really try and pay attention this time, but apparently, suddenly, there's a, yeah, I was gonna just say like done. I, I, like I remember died. looking away and looking back. I'm like, wait, what? What the what? Yep. It's pretty rad, too, because it's just like, she's dead, and he's just like, whatever. I thought they shot her at first. Like, I That is what it's... No, no. That he's is a jerk, and he didn't give her a helmet. Yeah. No, but she had a helmet on. She had a helmet on. on. She walked out of the room. So... That's why I was very, very confused, and I knew I wasn't that drunk. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Later on in the film, it's revealed that she 
didn't die. I feel like that's totally like the a most second edit. dumbass way human. I feel like possible. that was totally yeah. like he went back and reshot the ending. Which, but he his character is surprised. It would have been like it would have made a lot more sense if he would have been like, "Oh, psych! I got you, audience. Like she's still alive, and it was all part of my master plan to convince them that she died." Like, yeah, see, that would have made sense. sense. And I like your hand gestures you had there. Like, well, my, my, like, you're trying to contain yes, this master uh, plot. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring this up because, again, in my conversations with Mister DeHart, uh, he had mentioned that in the original ending, she dies. That's why I was saying, like, yeah. it feels very tacked on. So yeah. being like. We needed an upper to end yep. on. But the but the, the reason that he he like reshot or added that scene at the end where she's not dead is because uh, he told me that yeah when we played it for audiences like that part just didn't sit well with them and and then all I can think of like audience. What about the rest of the movie? <laughs> so hold on, yeah, sit yeah, well yeah. with everyone. Audiences, <laughs> yeah, plural. I well, I mean, it. he probably showed it to his mom, his okay. dad. You know, they are they burying her in someone's garden like a. Beloved dog. Yep. And <laughs> no, it, okay, looks, right, it looks like right, they're burying wings. Him. Drunk or not drunk? Drunk. Drunk. Oh, definitely oh, yeah. drunk. Wings House is drunk. <laughs> it looks like they're burying her behind like a dentist's office yeah. in the parking lot. Wings is just yeah, like, br- the sun is so hot right now. Yeah, right next to the <laughs> You know what's gonna do her proud? This this dead woman is put her right next to the heirlooms. Definitely. Yeah. Like she's in someone else's grave. I right feel like there. they just snuck into a cemetery and they're like, okay, go shoot, get out. Yeah. No space in between. Put that shit in quotes. <laughs> so, so is the title him quoting himself? I don't know. Yes. So here's I'm gonna the thing. Get him in for you. The, the 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 main plot of the movie doesn't actually happen until 20 minutes before it's over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a and long. These are 20 some minutes. of the weirdest fucking punches. <laughs> Again, man who has never punched anything starts punching. I mean, what Huck, is he going as Huck Finn? Yeah, he's going as Huck Finn. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, I'm going to leave now. Oh, nope, nope. You're looking like at to, me. I like to think that at some point, Hux just became like the Kramer of this movie. He pretty <laughs> much has the same mannerisms. Just randomly shows up during scenes and has, <laughs> like, ooh, has a yeah. plot. Starts, mm. uh, starts pl- eating out of John DeHart's fridge. <laughs> and his plot is completely superfluous to the entire rest of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to my Indian friend here, Bob Sacagawea. Hey, I like it. You don't have a cigar store Indian just hanging out on your couch? Come on. Dude, cigar store Indian like facsimiles terrify me. There was is aren't they like part of the creep show anthology from the eighties? Isn't there like a an Indian outside of a cigar store that starts like killing people? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That terrified me when I was a young man. Very similar to so, the clown from Killer Clowns in Outer Space. Please don't punch Same, like yeah. this. You will throw your shoulders out. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll fucking, you'll bust your wrists, all sorts of bad shit. This is how I found out that that wasn't an actual real Native American. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Dissolve. So, I love the question. I, based I lo- on that last scene, <laughs> Wings Hauser, did he originally trial for Dr. Grant in Jurassic Park, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like earlier he was dressed more f- like the lawyer, like he could have been the lawyer. I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think in the pool scene, he could have been Laura Dern's character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Laura Dern. Big year for Laura Dern. Yeah. Big year. Secret uh, Star Wars yep. character. Good work in Star Wars. Sorry, that's, the one thing I, that's the one thing I'll say about movies, at least at the end of this year. They hid what the movie was actually about. Yeah, they did. Both Star Wars and Blade Runner. Showed you a lot of like, hey, yeah, big scenes, but yep. didn't really tell you what the what the plot of that movie was. Yep. 
Yep, that's how I hold my gun at the ready. Yeah. Just aimed randomly to the side. It's going to shoot yourself in the stomach. I like how he clearly does it not. He's like, uh, 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 yep. uh, I've never done this. Yep. <laughs> it goes about three yeah. feet. All right, yeah. you're right. He doesn't have a crossbow here. He's an actual bobo. This is his Rambo moment. Yeah, right? I was like, yeah. he's trying to Rambo it up. Like, he's just murdering people right now, by the way. He's getting even, James. <laughs> Hollywood was a war zone. They drew first blood, not me. The donkey sauce is ready. <laughs> I set my henchwoman Lash to the Orient to bring back a golden medallion. <laughs> he's he's talking like the Animaniacs version of Henry Kissinger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not denying that Henry Kissinger wasn't an Animaniacs, because it very possibly he was. No, he, he, was, was. he was. 100%. 100%. If they, had a Viet, if they had a Viet Cong joke in Pinky in the Brain, I'd totally believe that. He says, uh, when, they're, when they're from Brain Indian, when Pinky in the Brain come to the U.S. and they go meet uh, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, he says, Brain Indian, number one, other islanders, number ten, mm. which is... A Vietnam War reference, yeah, which no one under the age of fifteen is going to get. No, that that show has a ton of references oh, to like so 1950s good. and sixties movie stars. Yeah, like classic Hollywood. Like no, no child knows who <laughs> right. um, Marlon Brando is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mordock or whatever his name is, Marlo Modoc. I'm calling him Modoc from now Marlo. on. <laughs> It's Norman! <laughs> the Marlo Man? Is it Marlo the dog from one of those movies? Mar Marlo the, the dog. He is neither happy nor mad. <laughs> Just watch this. Watch him Why? creep down. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? And now he's, now he's in the house. He transformed his weapon into a crossbow. And it was, that yeah. was obviously just the shot. Also, like, it, look at where that was. It was supposed to be. The same, it was the same, exact, the same position. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. stood on John DeHart's mark and then got shot in the back. It's like yeah. teleporting Matrix shit. <laughs> yeah. Jim Cotta. Oh. Again, just the artistry. You know, What's the difference between Dario Argento and John DeHart? I would, I would argue nothing. <laughs> the mustache? Hmm. Here's a free sample. Yeah, let me taste this shit first. We gotta make sure it's not baby powder. Yeah. Or baby laxative. <laughs> Can't learn that in a hockey rink. <laughs> I rewatched Santa Sleigh for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was it's a good so decision. Good. Oh, Steve, yeah, you're op vac. Uh, article recently with the three. Oh, yeah. Is it time? OptimismVaccine.com. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I want to watch those other two very badly. Let's talk about those at the oh, end. We will. Yeah. We will. Yeah. I'm definitely speaking Spanish. Estoy en la biblioteca. That is not where he was aiming, by the way. Also, he's. It, you'll notice in the scene while he's firing the gun, he's talking, but there's no there's voice because no they just ADR'd in the gunshots and they didn't do any of the uh, lines. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I like that every shot that John DeHart fires is reload. when he blinks. Yeah. So he's he's got blink bullets. Blinky reload. bullets. Reload. 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 <laughs> this maximum force. Yeah. Yeah. Area 51. Tapping the pedal on the time crisis <laughs> machine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's the bad guy. Reload. One of them. Reload. Well, I think the reason yeah, why he's go. blinking every time is because they took one shot of him shooting the gun where he blinked and then they used it 12 times. <laughs> yeah. I like he's, he's going out like, of this like Scarface. 
The where is he? He's, he's in the, the temple, temple of Satan. Right? Yeah. The in his basement. The amount of Welcome to my Satan basement. <laughs> of authority and gravitas that DeHart clearly is trying for here is just awkward. Yeah. Because it's so Oh, a gorgeous ass man. I think I've seen that dude on the left, but just with normal people hair before. I don't know. He's probably also from porn, so odds are high. <laughs> Take him outside. Don't sacrifice him to Satan. Yeah. Satan only needs so many sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe. Uh, maybe. But so, we've only got a little bit of time left, but we decided that we're, since we're having the triple that Steve brought us last year, we should also have the quad, supposedly one of the last bottles of it. Yep. Uh, that's from last year, at least. It's like and you, the you're, last you're, 2017 quad. Yeah, you were mentioning <laughs> that people come in every now and then being like, hey, you got that quad? And you're like, no, we made it eight months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, people constantly ask for this one. And I'm guessing they'll probably brew it again because it was so popular. But at the same time, it was such a weird collaboration because the brewmaster got a bunch of uh, Pinot Noir grapes from like Oregon from one of his buddies. There he is. And it was just sort of like, oh, we have this stuff. Let's make this beer and bottle it. And it wasn't, mm. I don't know. I, I don't know if they, they saw it as a long-term thing, but I guess we'll see. James, you had some rather fond words. We did some podcast magic to get this in our glass. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, First of all, this is amazing. What's going on here, by the way? John the DeHart beer or the, the movie? Tank. Um, yeah, the beer or the movie. Both, yeah, both yeah. Okay. Uh, this is, Steve, legitimately one of the best beers I've ever drank in my life. That's what I do. I promise you. I said. I told you guys. I said, I'm going to bring the best beer. I'm going to bring the best movie. Best yeah. podcast. It's, I'm glad we have saved this to yeah. drink this now just so we could get that, that Pinot Noir mm-hmm. uh, factoid right. about it. So we yeah. may have had a glitch in synchronization, but right now John DeHart is punching the crap out of Normad. <laughs> now he's in slow motion. Slow motion. Stab oh, him stabbing with his Satan knife. Is this holding a box cutter now? All I wanted was my stapler. Oh, there we go. Yep. Bonitis. <laughs> 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 That's the best. There's, that cut. There's so, there's so oh, many just like son of a bitch, just like statements, not like exclamations or yeah. Son what of a bitch is uses here? punctuation. I yes. like the shot of someone with a small fire and then a piece of glass held up in front of it to yeah. give the illusion of the place setting on fire. Which, just as a reminder, it set on fire because reasons. Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. really. <laughs> it's not very clear. Some of the many candles in the Church of Satan set it on right. fire, but whatever. So is that just John DeHart escorting wings just yeah. totally inebriated to the car yeah. just like yep. normally? Yeah. Well, wings not, part, not as part of the movie. Just Wait, Wings helped him out. So. Yeah. Well, this jacket. Oh. So let's talk about his Canadian tuxedo, which is really an American <laughs> tuxedo because it's a denim on denim combo with an American flag. <laughs> yep. Sweet Jeebus. But damn, this beer. It's really good. Yeah. I would call it like the John DeHart of beers if, if I had to really just kind of encapsulate what it's all about. Mm. Right, Written, right. produced, and brewed by John DeHart. Yes. So I know this shot is supposed to make it seem like the, like the nun has her hands in her. like. Habit. It just makes it look like she has giant boobs. Yeah. <laughs> that are at giant her belly button. saggy boobs. Yeah. 
the way she delivers it is very yeah. porn like please give me a ride back to the hospital not even that she delivers it like she's siri yeah i wanted to pull out a not from porn like, but the ipod you will, who's you will me take me back to the hospital <laughs> switchblade none I'd make that movie. Yeah. Switchblade 9. Hey, you know, say what you want about John DeHart. He doesn't skimp on his bouquets. No. no. Yeah, that's a generous no. arrangement. That's probably the most expensive thing in this movie, to be honest. It's <laughs> a pretty vaporwave movie shot right there. Like, like You're how alive. Pull this I, did, on him. I don't know. He's not that smart. No, it's to protect Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No idea. No, I can't believe you're alive. I wouldn't have had to get even if I knew you weren't dead. Right. <laughs> Let's go shoot 17 more nude scenes in a hot tub. <laughs> With music composed, written, and recorded by me. Mm-hmm. And evil is gone and we have perpetual energy and no one is hungry anymore. Yeah. I murdered everyone and set and committed arson. I killed 17 people. Also, why are you not wearing a hospital gown? Right. This is not a tank top hospital. Right. It's L.A. Yeah. Mm. He murdered all those people and then committed arson. Sly, and there's no question sly. as to what she happened. No me that. Shimmy Huck. Huck Finney. Oh, what Finney. a movie. Huck Finney. So you asked if he was cosplaying Huckleberry Finn. Mm-hmm. His name's Huck Finney. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, and he no, he references not, Huckleberry Finn in the pool when he's drunk oh, yeah, and rambling. What did they do? He went up the river with a slave. Ah, slave. That's. I was waiting for him to drop the N word there. Yeah, right. yeah. Would not have I, been. Do you like surprising. how the, the credits change too? Yeah, so it's, it's just like weird. a line left, a line yeah, right. right. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yep. Hearing judge. Okay. Okay, so that's like a person, not like a job. <laughs> yeah, your hearing's pretty good. Next. Yeah. Yeah, your hearing. Also good. I like how we're being treated again to shimmy slide as we do this. I I mean, really, I, I feel like they should treat us to the shimmy slide at all time. Like, just constantly. <laughs> it should just be playing in the background. I feel like people who have this enormous lack of self-awareness are sociopaths just waiting to kill someone. That's how I feel about people like this. Yeah. It's, uh, again, John DeHart, it's a very special man. He believes he is the, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Right. A, well, in lawyer and filmmaker form. And oof. Thank, thank God that he was able well, to make this masterpiece. This, this goes to something interesting James was talking to us about before we recorded this. Is you were like, oh, wow, it's really great. This guy made this movie. It's terrible. And distributed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I was first watching, I was like, you know, props to somebody for for doing all of this and then sending it out. And then yeah. Steve mentioned the ego that came along with it. Right? Yeah. No, Which the ego, really the ego is what makes it. Like, you can't make this movie unless you have the world's biggest ego. <laughs> he told me that he felt like it was, like, it wait, was wait, better wait. than dying. There was apparently a script supervisor? I don't believe that at all. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that, look at her name. Her name is Trish Doe DeNaro. Like, that's a made-up name. Yeah, but there it's is not real. No, uh, absolutely not. There's no script supervisor whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she would be supervising. Although I guess there weren't a lot of continuity errors, so uh, yeah. you know <laughs> maybe maybe he had someone. Oh boy! But yeah, right. like you have to have a certain level of ego to make something just this audacious and stupid. Yep, 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 yep. And that's a very high level, to be <laughs> honest. Like high level. 
All right. Certifiably high. So now we get to the produced by John DeHart. The view again, brew again, produced by all John DeHart's um, <laughs> section. So view again, brew again on this movie and the many beers we have drank. Uh, we'll start with James. Of the four beers we've had in, the, in this one movie. No, it wasn't okay. even enough. Beer one, which is the size on. Yep. Cherry lime and salt. Um, brew again, sure. I'm not going to seek it out. Beer two, yes. Oh, my God. That's, I agree with Ryan. That's El Roja. Yep. yep. Tell Roja. me there's a stinger, Steve. That's the first beer from Jolly Pumpkin that I've actually liked. <laughs> okay. Um, beer three, which is the, the Belgian quad, or triple. Uh, yes, I very much like that. I would wish we, that was more readily available around us. And beer four, which is a, the quad. You've heard what I have to say about it. This is one of the best beers I've ever had. You'll kill um, someone to get some. Okay. It reminds me of the beer that Sun King made at Gen Con, which was the port barrel aged Oh, beer. my goodness. That was, that was so good. Was astonishingly good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to yeah. brag on Sun King, but I don't find Sun King's beers very... They're they're pretty... Was that... that... Sorry, go ahead. They're not very remarkable. Let me put it that way. They're, they're good, they're but good, yeah. But they're not remarkable. Yeah. That was a beer that I would seek out beyond anything. I yeah. went back the next day and they were already out. Is that from this this most recent? This is from the most previous Gen Con. So a little bit of interjection about Sun King is um, when Ryan and I went on the brew bus tour last year, Gen Con twenty sixteen, we stopped the Sun King. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and they had a bunch of interesting beers none of them were particularly that good right but again like that that porpora one was phenomenal i mm. asked if they were selling growlers of it or cans of it and they're like no so no, yeah because that was one that i wanted to bring home that beer i still like for beers that are wine aged i hold them up against that beer okay that's it the was beer I hold yeah them up. that's the that's the bar and this quad stands up to that in my opinion um shit yeah the, the port I, I personally like the port one a little bit better, but that's because I myself really, really, really enjoy port. Mm-hmm. So, but in like top 10 beers, both of that, both this quad and that port aged beer are in there. Okay. Okay. And I've, I've noticed that wine barrel aged beers are becoming more of a thing. And I'm excited about that. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to see some beer or some breweries kind of play excuse me, play off of the different types of wines that are mm, out there. Mm-hmm, I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of areas that you can really sure. in, get a, get of interest with. Um, I hope they don't run down just like the beer or like the bourbon age barrel. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's it's, yeah, and that's, to just interject really quickly, that's something that is a, actually, I'm finding a really delicate balance. Like yes, you can screw exactly, that up exactly. really easily and just make a very unpleasant beer. Like I like I like a good bourbon, I like good beer, obviously, but it's it's more the exception than the rule that I enjoy a bourbon barrel anything for beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sometimes you can just get beers that are just way way too bourbony, mm-hmm. and you're drinking a big, heavy, dense glass of bourbon. Yeah, where yeah. It, like the, it overpowers everything, but it sits on you heavy, like you know, because it's usually a, a stout or a well, porter. I, I, I think like a that. good example of that actually is CBS Canadian Breakfast Stout from founders that we had mm-hmm. um i would not have wanted more than that taster that we had of cbs sure sure yeah i it mean was it was really, really good, good. Yeah. i really enjoyed it and even as a good one i don't ever see myself wanting a significant amount of it yeah 
I, I, I agree. It's, it's, that, it's good fair. for tasting. Good yeah. for yeah, tasting. Yeah, like a, like a three or four ounce pour of, of bourbon barrel stuff, even as good bourbon barrel stuff, is about as much as I'm going to want because it's so like it's so dense in so many ways. And that's for me. That's that's the thing that's really again comes to the very delicate balance of how much bourbon is in that beer. Like if if you can get just a little bit of subtlety in the bourbon yeah. flavor there, but still be drinkable then i'm gonna want you know a pint of that mm-hmm. but something like cbs i, I agree that it's delicious but i wouldn't really want much more than what was given to us which was kind of just a double shot really i mean yeah. I, w- I would like more than what we got <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right right well guys uh good news i'm gonna start my own brewery uh since that seems to be the thing to do these days uh-huh. uh, okay <laughs> and uh, my Didn't first beer is gonna be a franzia bag aged uh <laughs> steel reserve steve I'll be first in line. Uh, honestly, I would love to see some a brewery just like mockingly make some kind of like you know horrible bourbon aged beer. Well, I mean, beer. Founders did make that that malt liquor. Did you try that? Oh, DKML. DKML. I really <laughs> like DKML. I, I'm, I'm concerned I, about I, you. No, dude, I <laughs> love it. No, 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 no. It is really, that is good. a malt. Bomb! It's so that good, is, though. It is no. Oh yes, it is. No, 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 no. Man, would, fuck you! I will die on that sword. I it's would so okay. good. Really love to see someone do that. Kind of just like make their, make their like if Pounders took their like everyday pills or what is it called? Their, PC, PC pills. PC pills. Yeah. And like dropped it into some like house wine barrels and just mm-hmm. been like, this is our our Franzia age PC pills. And Dude, just kind Franzia of age anything would be the biggest beer in the country. Would like, like, people would love just, it. Just to be like a hilarious beer to kind of like mm-hmm. mock themselves a little bit. Like I'd take, I'd get, I'd buy a little bit of it just to kind of enjoy in the, in the concept of like yeah. laughing at ourselves a little I, bit for how ridiculous we all are. About I, beer. I feel like there's a few craft beer or beers that I've seen that have been sort of poking fun at how ridiculous craft beer itself has gotten. Yeah. And I think but that needs to happen. Oh no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but we're we're not fully there yet. I think we're getting there, at least to that level. Oh, we like. I, in my opinion, we've surpassed it. That line's way behind us at this point. Yeah, but no one's really going out because of how much it would cost to actually make that beer. If I mean, if if people were, I mean, if breweries were to do that, it would be a a small batch. That's like fine. a Perkin, they only would sell in the yeah. That's in the actual I just think room. it'd be hilarious to like yeah. actually drop some PC pills into like Franzia in a Perkin <laughs> and just be like, "This is this is Franzia aged." Perkin. This is yeah. This is a Boone's aged. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boone's aged brown <laughs> coming <laughs> soon from Shorts Brewery. <laughs> don't don't give them any ideas. They yeah, they might do it. Do it. Oh, <laughs> they would do it. They would do it. Yes. Dude, I love shorts. Yeah, shorts. Shorts. Their whole model for brewing seems to be, eh, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> well, they've gotten good at the off. Uh, fuck it. Yeah, a couple right, years ago, they sure. were like, Ugh, I don't. Uh, but so, well, they've I, gotten uh, very good at it. Yeah, Steve. I've I've gone over this before, but Steve, I, I went to shorts last summer, and uh, they had an experimental beer on tap. It, it was a uh, a cucumber Kolsch. Oh. I like me a Kolsch, man, but that beer was fucking disgusting. <laughs> But that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, they'll try it. I, no, cucumber I, beers I, I, were a big They'll try anything. I went, I went to the beer fest in Ipsy, and there will be three breweries. You've got cucumber gozas or cucumbers, whatever. Get ready for basil this year. That's going to be the basil thing. Dude, basil is awesome in beer. Hmm. Basil is awesome. Did you actually have the cherry basil? Uh, we haven't drank it yet. Drank it we haven't drank it yet. Are you drinking no. that tomorrow? Hmm? Are we going to drink that tomorrow? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, that's right. We're all having beer at Max's house tomorrow. Yeah, we're having a good brews, bad views, and associates drink-a-thon. But yes. uh, no, um, I went to Lady of the House, which is a new like small plates restaurant in Detroit, okay. and they had a 
beer and a Belgian IPA by batch. One of my favorite breweries in the state of Michigan that had um, basil in it. It was very good. See, my concern is that of the three basil beers I've had, two of them were just like basil. Like we oh, no, this about, was basil on the end. We talked about bourbon mm-hmm. power and everything. Right. It was just like the one that I had from um, actually that I got from you. So I'm curious to see how it comes out of a bottle. The uh, the cherry basil we bring the funk from Vivant, which I really like Vivant because I'm a sour guy. Yeah, but um. That was actually my least favorite of the three different variants of We Bring oh, the really? Funk that they brought. Yeah, they did an apricot, hmm. and they did a – I can't remember what the other one they did, um, which is a shame because that was my favorite one, actually. Mm. Um, Couldn't have been that good. Yeah, specifically, that was the one that Steph asked me to get Steph, for you. Yeah, and that's that, – I mean, I just – I like – that was one where it's just like it's a sour that's just like sour basil. It's like basil. I hope you like basil because it's just all basil. Like you won't taste. I never taste the ch- the cherries in there. Mm. But I'm curious to see how it comes out of a bottle because I think usually when like you talked about with this with the quad we were having, mm-hmm. you said that had mellowed from what you remembered. Yeah. So, you know, cellaring it for even just a couple months like you have been is enough that we could. You could see a little bit of mellowing on that side. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, mean, I, I went and got that in early That November. was November, mid-November. Yeah. So, I mean, two months isn't yeah. probably enough to, to maybe see some kind of change in it. Yeah. But, <clears> I mean, I mean, it's not as significant, but I'm, just, I'm curious. I'm really curious about it. Um, God, I wish I remembered what the other one was because I, I really wanted to. I, I might have bought a bottle of it. Well, have. while you think about it, do it again. Yes. Y- yes. Just to torture people. Okay. 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 <laughs> like that's Steve all that needs us. to be said. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ryan. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, this movie crosses that threshold of like so bad. It's a it's a troll two tier. It's like a troll two tier movie. It yeah. really is a troll tier. Yeah. Like, two tier movie. It is just horrendous. But you can't get mad at it though. No, because it's like it's still even with all the ego. Like he's so genuinely trying to make this movie mm-hmm. that he, like, how can you get mad at someone who does karate that poorly <laughs> and then films it and yeah. then we get to watch it? Like <laughs> you just you can't get mad at him. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's about as sums up sums it up. Like it's so bad that just to have the ego to release it and be like, this is a thing I made. Like most people would be mortified the moment they watch they watch this and wouldn't, wouldn't even show it to like their mom. They'd be like, "No, I accidentally put the videotape in the washing machine, right. <laughs> or something like you know." This I mean, if you're wearing '90s cargo jeans, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this isn't this, that big with Junko. Yeah, this, this isn't actually my movie. I'm just holding onto it for a friend. Yeah. it's know, not so. mine. I swear. <laughs> so, Ryan, uh, let's do brew again. So I liked everything we had today um first and uh, so my first and second beers the belgian quad was really good uh what was the actual name on this uh the quad it's uh the trois doctores bless the you uh, doctors. all right uh, no that doctors. was real good um Three. i don't i don't Three think doc- i had no, the response no. to it that james did but this was i, I like this beer a lot um but la, la roja was my favorite beer tonight the, everything was definitely a brew again this evening i, I liked it all um, the, the Saison was okay. Okay. I, I would drink it again, but the only one of these that we've had that I would seek out again would be La Roja. I really like that a lot. Um, <laughs> few again. Oh, holy shit, Steve. <laughs> I told what, you. What have you brought into my life? Wow. 
So yeah, I would watch this again. This this movie is, as you put it, a transcendental just atrocity. Mm-hmm. It's just it's the, a war uh, crime. Yeah. The, <laughs> That's what I do, baby. We're, Kofi we're 2012, bringing names. it with my child army. <laughs> we're our episode name, not the title of the movie. That would be the title of this one. It would be a transcendental atrocity. <laughs> right. So, Hashtag Kofi 2012. <laughs> right. So uh, build, building tangentially off of what James said for, for view again, it's the, the amount of ego that is required to physically put in the effort to create this movie, but also to hope. You know, to, to actually think, if, if I'm understanding you, Steve, to think that this is a legitimately good film mm-hmm. is nothing short of breathtaking. Yeah. I mean, if if I had done something like this with some friends to film and be like, hey, you know, haha, this is some movie that we did because we were fucking bored. And a lot of drugs and it's, were involved, probably. Yeah, and it's fucking terrible. Haha, you know, here it is. That's mm-hmm. different. But to actually think that this is something that is worth people's time and could impact their lives is horrifying. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Mr. DeHart, if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think that he is. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, <laughs> oh my God. Podcast. I like to think Sweet that the Jesus. monkey movie is better than this movie. Right? Mm-hmm. The wi- wait, which movie? The monkey movie that Brian Miller and I made. That's accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I would, I would show this to people. I would sit down and watch this and just, just like as a scientific approach, take notes, just yes. furiously scribbling on a on a notepad. Legal just head. How, yeah, how people react and like, oh my, his pulse rates through the roof. You know, we've lost him. <laughs> it's, this is this is next level garbage, Steve. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for it. Hey, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay, so the saison, I would like it. We're not negative three degrees outside. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. La Roja, I've had it before. I didn't recognize that I had it because they re- recently redid all the labels for um, Jolly Pumpkin. Uh, I enjoyed it more now than I did three or four years ago when I first had it, probably because my taste for funky Flanders red ales have progressed since then. Um, the Belgian Triple, uh, very good. Not overly sweet like a lot of... Uh, Belgians can be nice banana flavor, not too estery, and the quad was just delicious. Just it was very good, very great, very great. Did not taste as boozy as I assume it was, which I'm assuming it's at least eleven. It's it's pretty high. <laughs> and again, uh, according to the bottle, the bottle in, 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 raise, in the great raised grain tradition, like whatever it says in the bottle, just go up at least one percent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and then yeah, as far as this movie goes, like you've been talking about this for a long, long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm happy to be part of the actualization of all these discussions we've had before, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that's how I knew me and you were going to get along, because we were talking about just, like, shitty-ass movies, and, like, I can remember, like, the first time I heard about The Room, and then I sat down to watch it, and mm-hmm. it was just, like, someone p- put the needle in, and and uh, right, here right. we are today. It's full of pockmarks. Yep, yep. Not because I'm diabetic. Well, <laughs> right, well, you know, that too. Yep. So, I, I can only say thank you, Steve. Hey, that's what and, I And uh, we'll wrap it up with what? What do you think about our various beers and mo- uh, well, you know what you're going to say about the movie. Well, I know I supplied all the beers, so of course they're all fucking incredible. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the saison was fine; it was a little watery. Um, didn't have as big a body as I like in a beer usually, but it was still really drinkable. And if it was hotter, I would love it. 
Um, Good way to start off the same. movie. Just like ease into it. Ease yeah. into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went yeah, from weaker sure. to stronger as far as yeah. the beers went. That <laughs> sour amber that we had from Jolly Pumpkin I thought was excellent. Mm. Um, and then, of course, I love the raised grain beer because... Uh, well, I'm wearing the hoodie and I work there on the weekends, so I got to rep that shit. But all also, right. they make good beer. Yeah, literally the reason I work there. All is the beers you've brought us that we've had, um, the Belgian, the other Belgian, mm-hmm. the IPA, mm-hmm. still that mm-hmm. stout actually. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah, we'll crack into we'll that get to too. it. We'll yeah. get yeah. to it. <laughs> that's actually that's that's the beer that made me fall in love with Ray's Grain. Really? So, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're Sounds like you need to bring that to the tasting tomorrow, right? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I was okay. gonna say bring the the Belgian and the quad to the tasting, well, but I mean, after no, watching this, we're like we're gonna need all the all beers, the beers right? all the beers. I mean, I, Steve, I don't know how long you're in town, but we, I mean, we could get our shit together, do another episode, just bust it out for that. Maybe yeah, we I don't try. Know. Oh, try consider it. Just we'll, throwing we it out there. <laughs> try. We'll see. You never know. You never, never know. know. Uh, so the movie, obviously, you again, <laughs> you all the time, you Steve constantly has, on, has a loop. This on repeat, just <laughs> forever. <laughs> I I sincerely like. It is my life's goal to find this transcendent shit that just because because people think like, oh, you know, the, the people watch movies because they're like, oh, I want to feel this like strong emotional response. And you don't realize that like you can get that if a movie's bad enough. It's it's just right. it, it just comes back around. on itself. <laughs> and this is where this is. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is, it's, it's this weird yeah, euphoric. Mm hmm. Schroedenfraud kind of thing. You it's enjoy how bad it is. So there, there's there's incompetence. There's just like it's a technical disaster. Yeah, the train wreck effect. It's it's a complete train wreck. But at the same time, it's so goddamn sincere. And it drives me nuts when you have all these movies like Sharknado or something where they're just like, ha we're stupid on purpose. Well, Shark- no, that's, no, no. That's Sharknado one. Yeah, exactly. Sharknado one was okay. that. Yeah, but two, but after three, that, yeah. no. Well, they're on they... five now. Ugh. Yeah. But either, but either so, way, like by yeah, yeah. by two, they realize like, oh. This is yeah. what we have yeah. Yeah. to create something truly great. <laughs> I sincerely believe you cannot for a moment be even remotely self-aware. Yeah, right. It takes a, yeah. a person yeah. who thinks they are Orson Welles. And this is like uh, if you look at Ed Wood, if you look at Tommy Wiseau, Neil Breen, uh, John DeHart, all these people, they're Coleman all the same Francis. way. Yeah. They see themselves as like legitimate cinematic auteurs who are like creating great art and they are creating great art because they're so fucking incompetent that they've like <laughs> right. subverted every single thing that we associate with good filmmaking <laughs> right. and it's beautiful and God bless John DeBart and God bless Get Even slash Road to Revenge slash Champagne and Bullets slash whatever he's calling it now. <laughs> Oh, Steve. Steve. Wow. A little bit for Steve there. That's for Mr. Steve Cuff, everybody. I'm giving it the hard sell, baby. Right, yep. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can't think of a better way to end this episode. Couldn't have been said better. Um, <laughs> Thank you for coming again. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I mean, uh, well, let's quick plug. I mean, Steve Cuff of OptimismVaccine.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Optimism Vaccine is uh, we're like plunging the dirty butt crack between the left butt cheek of popular culture and the right butt, butt cheek of forgotten trash. So that's nice, uh, you know. Trademark. Disgusting metaphor that I just created. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Only so on a t-shirt. We do a podcast that. that you could check out. It's on iTunes. Uh, it's called the Opvac Cast. Uh, we actually have a whole. It's like a whole podcast network of different shows. Optimismvaccine.com. We have all kinds of great articles. Uh, yes. So if yep. you dig this show, if you like craft beer, if you like uh, weird movies, right? Uh, just just weird shit in general. Worth your time. We Worth gotcha. your time. We mm-hmm. gotcha. Mm-hmm. You're you're also part of another project though too, aren't you? Oh, what am I? Maybe I Anga am. Kubaka? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I run a record label. Buy my albums. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Angaku Baka, which oh, means that's music it. for idiots in Japanese. Sort of. <laughs> we put it through Google Translate. We just, need, <laughs> we just need something. We needed something that was like literally like Googleable ten years ago. Right. That's what we ended up with. Anyways, if you like uh, like weird psychedelic rock, that's what we specialize in. We put out albums by cool ass bands, and we do limited run vinyl and cassette releases. So check nice. that out. Too. Very cool. Cool. We cool. do it all, baby. <clears throat> Well, I think that wraps up another episode of Good Brews, Bad Views. Thank you for joining us and enduring this uh, almost two hours of nonsense. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> as always, Forever check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, our website on WordPress or Podbean. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review us. Please, please send please, us your please. hate mail at goodbrewsbadviews at gmail.com. The hatier, the better. Yep. And as always, please watch and drink responsibly. Adios. Good night. Bye-bye. And remember, do the shimmy slide. It doesn't come through unless you have the cold, dead eyes just locked straight forward, but not actually focused on anything. All right, everybody. We're out. did the shimmy slide. Bye-bye.